Hello everyone and welcome to the NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 20th of December 2021. Oh, it's almost Santa Claus time. It's Gary here again and I hope you've all had a great week. That once again included two league victories and two clean sheets for the world famous Glasgow Rangers. What an incredible run of form we've been on since we've had our management change in terms of application, attitude and, and performance. It honestly appears to me, and I know that I've been sour on the previous manager since he left, partly because I'm 28 hours into a 55 commemorative tattoo that he has quite a prevalent role in, but mostly because of the way he just buggered off and, and made us realise that at the end of the day, he wasn't actually one of us after all. I'm nowhere near forgiving that type of behaviour right now, but I couldn't be more pleased with Giovanni's start with the team and long may that one continue. So on to the game segment, two games this past week, the first one being the absolute victory, cruise 2-0 at home to St Johnson last Wednesday where we absolutely dominated from the first to the last minute with only a couple of kind of minor half chances given up around about the 60 odd minute or so but other than that, I thought we were brilliant and basically dominated the game. You, you can tell that St. Johnson are a bit of a shadow of the team that they were last season. A couple of uh, very late transfer window, crucial transfers out, seem to have taken their toll on the team. So as a result of being bottom of the table, they resorted to parking the bus and trying to hit us on the break. But even then, I just thought we were terrific in the game and, and much, much better than the 2-0 scoreline would suggest. From a, a goals angle, we scored two goals in six minutes in the 43rd and 49th minutes, of course, just beyond half-time, or either side of half-time, I should say, from Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent, respectively. The first goal came from a corner that was met brilliantly by Connor Goldson, who did what Connor Goldson mostly does at set-pieces in the opposition box, and just heads it off target after getting into a great position but on this occasion I'm going to give him a wee bit of a pass for this because it looks like on replay anyway that it might just have been something straight from the training ground the way that Alfie positioned himself on the corner of the six yard box to nod at home after Goldson had hit it you know but I've been commenting to some friends and family that Goldson gets into brilliant positions and I, I don't remember many times he puts it on target. He gets there and puts it off target, gets there and puts it off target all the time. So he does get a pass for this one because as I say on replay it did look like maybe that was something that was a wee bit more intentional than I had originally given him the discredit for. Alfie's goal scoring has been rejuvenated under Gio, which is just fantastic to see. The, the second goal was a, was a great breakaway with Alfie breaking down the right-hand side and expertly picking out a, a really, truly informed now Ryan Kent to sweep home the second goal. And at that point, it was job done. As I, as I mentioned earlier, we did get a wee bit slack for a, for a wee while, a few minutes, around about the kind of mid-60s of, of, the, of the game. But overall, it was just a controlled, solid performance. The main thing it will likely be remembered for is Joe Rebo's magical touch where the ball came down from pretty much outer space and he controlled it like it was in some sort of cartoon or video game, somehow defying the laws of physical science with that one. What a fantastic player he is is developing into or has developed into for, for our team. I don't really have too, too much to say about the referee other than 
were simply refereed at a different standard than other clubs. That's that's very obvious and that's that's a fact. The yellow cards we get after being fouled almost countless times by the opposing team's players is beyond a joke and something that we need to start highlighting and more about that in just a wee second here. Our second game was Saturday's home match against Dundee United. I did suggest last week that we were due to really give them a real good spanking and unfortunately it didn't quite materialise into that, I'm afraid. And I can't help but think that the kind of weird, murky, foggy conditions might have had a bit of a part to play in that. And from almost the first minute, you could see that United were just hell-bent on trying to waste time and, and waste time uh, through the game just to, to, to both frustrate us and, of course, run down the minutes. The referee has to step up and step in early on that one and either hand out a stern warning and, and make sure everybody knows exactly what he's warning the player for or brandish a yellow card early. Or he could do what he did and just do absolutely nothing about it. And this is the same referee who refereed seven to eight minutes in the Ross County match just three days earlier, by the way, up at Ross County. And then, of course, as you could even script it, he books Alan McGregor at the end of the game for... Yeah, time-wasting. Utterly ridiculous inconsistencies from these referees, both in the game and then, um, you know, and from game to game as as well. You know, it's just shambles, an utter shambles. Again, as I mentioned just a wee bit ago there, the club need to, to pick the right time and start to appropriately question this sort of stuff because it's genuinely meaningful in terms of fair play, of course, and ultimately competitive advantage. I was... I was watching the game on, on Saturday with a couple of pals and, and Davy, one of my mates, read out a stat that it takes the mob from the East End almost double the amount of fouls committed than us to get a yellow card in a game. You know, So if we committed, say, for example, 10 fouls and we averaged a yellow card every 10 fouls, theirs is 20. I can't remember the exact numbers. These are hard stats. You know, look at the clear offside goals they've been getting seemingly game after game after game these days. And apparently Diet Celtic had a, a clear penalty denied at the end of the League Cup final yesterday as well. So they've managed the referee situation expertly in comparison to us. And we do the dignified silence and we try and let our football do the talking. But it's time to level the playing field because quite simply, millions of pounds are at stake here. Championships, cups at stake here and, and some Rangers players even more importantly are going to get hurt one of these days with the way that refs allow us to be booted all over the place and with no retribution or protection at all anyway back to the game and it was basically just all stuffy and huffy and puffy for most of the game Yanis Hadji I think, by the way, sponsors man of the match, Yanis Hadji, had probably, I have to imagine, one of the worst games of his entire <laughs> career, you know, but absolute credit to him for, for sticking with it for the game and, and continuing to look for, for the ball and and the goal eventually, and actually, interestingly enough, I don't know if you heard the, the press conference afterwards, but he started by apologising for his fancy Rabona trick at the end of the game and we're basically trying to run down the minutes and make sure that that we don't do anything silly um, at the end of the game to lose any points or, or you know, lose any um, advantage that we have. And he tries this fancy wee trick and he immediately apologised for it. So I have to imagine that someone gave him stick big time for it in the, in the dressing room after the game. But the goal eventually came from a penalty 
that was absolutely perfectly placed and driven home by the captain um, after a clear handball in the area. But the funny thing about the handball for me was that when I first seen it, I kind of didn't really see it too, too great. And then I saw it at a different angle and, and I thought, oh, dearie me, that's a bit... That's a bit harsh. And then from another angle, it was as, it's so clear that the defender just thought he was a goalie <laughs> for a second. You know, just stuck his arm out at the ball and then put his arms very innocently behind his back all in the course of the same play. So, you know, of course, with one goal in it, United always have a chance to come back, but it wasn't to be for, uh, for them, despite a wee bit of calamity in our box just at the end, uh, where it looked like McGregor had it covered anyway when it hit off the top of the bar. So we take the clean sheet and another three points and we will probably never talk about that game ever again. Such was the lack of entertainment that we, in inverted commas, enjoyed through it. So now we are at the exact midway point of the season with three games remaining till the winter break. We have 48 points from 19 games and a seven point lead over our closest rivals having played one game more. So it's a healthy spot to be in at the halfway stage. I have I've stayed away from doing the average points per game, but it depends what happens with the sporting stuff over the next wee while and this Omicron and, and continued spread of COVID over the next wee while as to whether I have to resurrect that and see if we're going to maybe need that and use a bit of precedent that they set on their 8.75 title that they won a couple of years won a couple of years back there a couple of seasons back anyway so this week we just have the one game at home to the team from the most beautiful town in Britain St Mirren who at that point will be hot off of taking uh, a couple of points or a point sorry against uh, Selic on Wednesday evening and the kickoff for this one is on Sunday on Boxing Day at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's a 3 p.m. UK kickoff time. And the last time we played St. Mirren was on the 24th of October in Paisley. My family were there, I, I believe, contracting COVID that day because they came back to Canada the day after that with full COVID in tow, despite having tested negative prior to leaving Paisley. So, but you might remember that game. And, and how I described that game on the weekly update the very next day, it was a Sunday game. And I had said something along the lines of it was the worst 25-minute opening to a game under Steven Gerrard's tenure as manager of, of Rangers Football Club. But it was something like that, I say, because it was absolutely rotten. And, and who knew at that time what was going on in his head and with his management team. But on that sort of evidence towards the end of his tenure, I guess that would really be, what would that be, like two and a half, three weeks almost, uh, before he decided to scamper off like a thief in the night. But you could tell that things went well in the camp. We went behind uh, to a, a superbly hit opener after a, a few calamitous mistakes by us. And then Rufin Morelos hit a quick-fire double to get us the three points. And that was, of course, Alfie's 100th goal for Rangers at that particular time as well. So anyway, here's hoping that they put in a superhuman effort into taking points from the EastEnders on Wednesday and we do what we do and that is score goals, keep clean sheets and win games when we play them on Boxing Day. After this week's games we have this week's game, sorry, we have two away games that are historically tough for us, uh, away at Aberdeen and then one in the East End of Glasgow. And we are coming up to a very crucial point in the season in terms of really truly defining ourselves, our intent and our our quality and from what I've seen in the past month or so since Giovanni and his team have come in we're going to 
put down another marker about where the Premiership Trophy is headed this season and then we can put 55 to rest because all we'll be talking about is 56. So on to RTV, not too, too much to report on the survey front this week as Alec is, is travelling right now, so you'll likely hear from him, I imagine, early in the new year. And for now, we'll continue to communicate as best we can on the on-demand turnaround times for the upcoming games. I do appreciate that it's mostly the early, the very early kickoff times that we need a wee bit more communication and openness and, and clarity on what's happening and when, but we'll keep plugging away on that one for now. Who knows? As I mentioned last week, there is a fix in there for 2022, Q1 they say, but maybe we might have it by the end of the winter break. You never know. So one other thing I'd just like to highlight on the RTV front, which is the games, the individual games vouchers. Earlier today, the province of Quebec went into full lockdown mode again, bars, restaurants, gyms closed. And I know that there are tighter restrictions in Ontario too. So if you or your members, your NARSA club members need RTV vouchers, that you know because they can't access the games or simply because they're locked out or because they don't they're immunocompromised and and just want to start to, to take a wee bit more of an isolated approach that's absolutely fine but please 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 don't wait until christmas eve to ask for them and then expect to have them for boxing days game on sunday get in touch with alan or myself as soon as possible and we will get you what we need but we don't have a backlog or spares a whole bunch of spares of, of the vouchers we will try and get a few in our back pocket but if you are in these regions and you need you need the vouchers please 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 don't wait and then end up disappointed and frustrated so you have been warned my friends for shout outs i'd firstly like to wish a very happy belated birthday to hugh serrell from the bramalee rangers supporters club on his 71st birthday this past saturday as i knew that it was hugh's birthday i did arrange for rangers to beat dundee united as my gift to him so you're very welcome hugh and happy birthday again my friend and secondly on a Unfortunately, on a more sombre note, I'd like to pass on my sincere condolences on the passing of Brother Gordon Brown, who was a lifetime member of Bramalee Rangers Supporters Club. And unfortunately, Gordy passed away on December 14th last week there after a very courageous battle with a very aggressive cancer. And condolences go to Catherine, his wife of 53 years, 53 years, and his son Ian and daughter Linda, and of course his grandchildren and all bears at, at Bramalee Rangers Supporters Club as well. What an absolute bastard cancer really is, taking away all the good folks way too soon from us. I met Gordy a good few times at the conventions and when I was fortunate enough to visit Bramalee's brilliant club and he was always kind, funny, very organised and, and he was a good Paisley buddy as well, like me, so we got along very, very well. So rest in peace, brother, and condolences again. And just a, a final reminder for all the Calgary Bears and area Bears to come and join us at the British New Year party on Friday, December the 31st. That's a week on Friday. For now, it seems like I've been talking about that for months and here it is just less than two weeks away now. It's going to be a great time. If you can make it down, it would be great to see you. For our convention update this week, just a couple of, of updates for you. A wee reminder of the, the excursions that the, the local organising club have for sale, the VIP party boat 
tour on the 2nd of June. That's the Thursday. There's only 45 spots available. I don't have the sales numbers right now. I wish I could I could tell you what those are. I'll try and get them for the update next week. And then the best day ever tour on Friday, the 3rd of June. And there's only 200 spots available for that as well. And as I have mentioned before, we, we are almost ready. I know I've said this. I think I've said this the last three daily, uh, daily updates, sorry, weekly updates. But... The, the, the golf tournament is just about ready to get it there. I think we'll probably just take a bit of a breather, but we're kind of hoping actually to get the golf and the football out prior to Christmas, you know, have, have you know, the gifts that people wanted for Christmas organised through either the golf or the excursions or the, or the football or whatever, and then just get ourselves organised. But logistically, it's just been a wee bit tougher and we've had some stuff on the go in the background, so it hasn't been quite as easy to materialise as we were hoping. But maybe it might come out this week. Probably not, just with it, with the lead up to, to Christmas. But you'll see. You, you never know. And we will communicate when we are ready. Same for the football, as I mentioned briefly there. And same for the leaving do. But the leaving do, as I think I mentioned before, will probably... In fact, that, that will definitely be in the new year because it's not 100% locked in just yet. On to magazine adverts. As any regular convention attendee will know, we put a magazine advert out there. It's typically on the Saturday night. You get it as part of your kind of banquet welcome pack. We're not 100% sure if we're going to do it at the banquet in Vegas. And, and I can explain a wee bit more about that on a future pod. But what we have been doing is in the last oh, four, six weeks, something like that, around about that, maybe even two months, we, we have a subcommittee for the magazine that's that's got some of the, the NARSA executive on it and, and been working on the, the basically the strategy for the magazine. What we did a couple of weeks ago, we opened it up to NARSA clubs, first off, of course, as we as we do with everything material that we have, and, and every club has been emailed at least twice now. Um, over the over the last couple of weeks, and and to give yourselves the opportunity to to take a page with all the the costs and stuff detailed on the emails, so you will have seen that email. If you haven't seen that email, please go and bug your president or secretary. That's the list that we send the stuff to, and make sure that we you don't miss out on that. Because what we're going to be doing next is we're going to be opening it up to other interested supporters clubs, other interested. Rangers party, uh, Rangers bodies, and and other uh, sponsors and stuff like that as well. So space is going to be limited on on the magazine. So if you want to get your adverts in there, please don't delay. As I say, contact your secretary, your president, get them to make sure they respond to the email, and then we'll at least put a hold on the page for you folks while you work out the logistics at your end. And onto the charity foundation. I know I've mentioned that once or twice over over the last probably a couple of months, but we have been in discussions with our Rangers Charity Foundation. I'm going to call Karen the North American representative of the Charity Foundation. That is not her title, but I think I think she deserves it for all the work that she's done with and for NASA over the years. So I've been talking with Karen Watson about her planned event for, for June and should have more details to follow about that shortly here, probably early in the new year including maybe getting Karen on for a, for a quick blather on, on the pod as well. And we also have some, you know, one of it, actually we have two, I'm going to, I'm going to say something kind of silly here, but we have two one-of-a-kind memorabilia items that will be used as fundraising collateral, uh, collateral for the foundation as we, as we either 
near into the event. We might do it beforehand or do it at the actual convention itself. Very kindly crafted and donated by active NARSA members. So I'm going to be a wee bit cryptic about that just now, but I'll get to talk a bit more about that over the next wee while. I wanted to get things solidified with Karen first and then just have the more rounded conversation about all the things that we have and are planning for for the, the charity foundation support that we like to give at the conventions as we go forward. No significant updates on the 2023 convention as yet, same as before. Actually tonight, after I finish recording and get this packaged up and get it out, I will be looking at the, the draft contract there and, and hopefully making some progress on that one. I know I've said that one for the last two or three weeks as well, but the hotel contact contacted me today saying, hey, what's going down? So that now goes to the top of the list and I will do that tonight as well. Just another regular plug for our convention frequently asked questions document. It's up on our website and it will give you any information you need on logistics for and during the convention. Other business, NARSA executive meeting outputs. That's another thing that's on the list. That might have been tonight, but that will be pushed now because I have to do the, the contract review. But we'll get you some details on that probably on next week's show, I imagine. On the communication front this week, Kind of like the last couple of weeks, there wasn't a whole lot from the club side to, to work through this past week. The main one for me was the short announcement on the site last, I guess it was last Wednesday, saying due to updated guidance from the SFA and Scottish Government, players and staff will be unable to stop with fans for photographs or signings prior to and after the game this evening. We understand that this is disappointing, but it is important we continue to mitigate risks to ensure our players, staff and fans remain safe during the ongoing pandemic. Thank you for your unrivaled support to our club. So, of course, that was from game day against Dundee United, as I mentioned Wednesday. But it is obviously an absolute reaction to and testimony of the changes that we need to make to make sure that we have as much protection from COVID and the, the variants that are kicking around. You know, we are keeping an eye on how things are, are progressing, of course, in, in England, and they seem to be a lot more impacted for their games down there. They did they did discuss and agree at the Premier League level in England today about whether to actually go into lockdown and voted against that, which I think I'm taking as a positive. You know, I'm hope I'm heartened by that. But I'm sure I'm not alone in having that fear, that little pit or not in my stomach that we're heading for some more bizarro times for our game, for our club. And for our fans, I hope not. I sincerely hope not. But even looking at, at Spurs today, they were put out of the intertoto champions of not being Champions Cup because they had to forfeit their last game after an outbreak. And that tells you that this thing is just not going away. In fact, it's kind of ramping up a wee, get, a wee bit again. So hopefully, hopefully not. But, but you never know. If we could just get through to this break and then we have that enforced three-week break anyway, that would be magnificent. And one last thing and on the on the communication front, I did place an order. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we have a, a competition for an official Rangers Club coin and we will get to that. But I did place my own personal order for it for an official club coin a few weeks ago and I'm delighted to tell you that it did arrive last week and it is absolutely stunning. I, I love it. The, the quality 
of the display and, and the coin and, and the, the box and the certificate of authenticity genuinely does make it a real collector's item. So if you have been thinking of getting a gift for the Jazz fan in your life or just for yourself like I did, I'd highly recommend the coin. And as as I mentioned, it also does put me in mind that we, do, we still have to get our competition going for the, the coin giveaway. Maybe, maybe we'll try and coincide that with Sunday's game against St Mirren perhaps. So leave that one with me. And we will definitely get to it shortly here. So, a little bit of a shorter one this week. That will do it for this week, my friends. As always, thank you very, very, very much for taking the time to listen. And please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it. And until next week, please do take care. All the very best. Have a very Merry Christmas with whomever you're spending it with. And here's hoping that Santa brings us the three points that we need for the Boxing Day game. Take care, folks. Merry Christmas. Cheerio.